Ladies and gentlemen, it's a me, a Garfield. For this is a Fred the Alien Productions podcast. No. <laughs> I hate lasagna. <laughs> and I like Mondays. Cue music. <laughs> I don't know what we're yelling about. We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. Oh, gosh. Are you telling me you built a time machine? Kind of a DeLorean? The way I see it, if you're going to build a time machine into a car, why not do it with some style? Who is this? What's your operating number? Morning conversation anyway. Hello. 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 I'm a Kendall Richardson. I'm a Fulia Kantarmaja. And I've recently discovered NFTs. And if you want to buy an NFT from the Freddy Alien production uh, uh, team, uh, bad luck because it's stupid and stupid. Just, just plain stupid. Just don't do it. And I'm a Michael Lister. and you are now most definitely experiencing a podcast called fred yes yes and now you can pay with crypto another stupid thing (laughs) yes let's keep cryptocurrency out of this okay (laughs) no stupid things we can't keep it out crypto is life (laughs) (laughs) crypto is life <laughs> oh boy. Uh we're back. Yes. yes. We had a little break. Sorry for the little one week hiatus. Yeah. We wanted to go see friends and family when we things had, opened up. We had life things to do. <laughs> um so that happened. Um, which was wonderful. But now we are here and we have a lot of really cool stuff to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um so let's let's go. Let's, yeah, let's do let's this. Let's go. Let's r- rip that band-aid off and tell us what our week has been. Yeah. <laughs> give me give me one thing you've watched this week. So um, on a Halloween night, I decided to watch a family-friendly, horror, family-friendly Halloween film. And I decided to watch The Haunted Mansion. Oh, the Eddie Murphy film? Yes, the Disney's oh, Haunted Mansion. Oh, not Muppets on a Mansion. Well, we've already seen that again, but you know. <laughs> I wanted to see where it got its inspiration. <laughs> yes. 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 So I watched the Haunted Mansion. Uh-huh. Do you um, like it? I enjoyed it. It wasn't what I was expecting. Um, I was I was expecting it to be better i suppose yeah <laughs> but it was all right it was all right I, I i watched it when it came out so this is like nearly 20 years ago so mm. i'm and i and i i know that it has either it hasn't aged well or in hindsight people are like and eh, that wasn't a good film yeah um so i haven't revisited it as an adult yet so well that was my first watching yeah of the film and you were like meh meh you know it was all right um, the story was somewhat interesting, um, but I think I prefer Muppets One Dimension. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, that's what I got to watch. Nice. Michael, what did you get to watch? Hello. Well, uh, interesting thing. Uh, I had some catching up to do and I finally finished, uh, Only Murders in the Haunted Mansion. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, what did you think of the last episode? <laughs> it was really good up until the ending. Um, <laughs> like, yeah, like that the, threw me through a loop. Like the pinnacle ending is like, really? You're just going to shoehorn that in? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I suppose if it, if it's good enough for a se- another season, there you go. Yeah. It it's, it's their way of up. saying there's a second season coming. <laughs> but I'm glad there's a second season because yeah, it's a really good yeah, show. Yeah, I, I don't mind it actually because yeah. you know I'm always a big fan of like the uh, Martin Short and, and Charlie and Charlie Sheen and. Charlie um, <laughs> Steve Martin. I, Steve Martin. I don't know why Charlie Sheen just dropped into my head. Uh, the coffee's not working yet. Hold on. <laughs> and Selena Gomez. Um, yeah, it was actually quite quite well performed and, and set up. And I've got a couple of theories of what's going to happen. Mm. So maybe we'll talk about it later, Fulio. If we're gonna, maybe, yeah, do our own Fred watch where we're the yeah. only ones there because we we don't get invited to other Fred watch. Things. That is not true. <laughs> that is the opposite of the truth. So the opposite of the truth is my truth. My brain stopped working. Yeah. It's <laughs> all right. Just, just have more coffee. I am. Yeah. <laughs> I'll drink more tea. Yes. So, uh, Kendall, how have you had your tea? Green. It's green. F- fully, green. Fully made me a green tea. Yeah. It's very num num num. <laughs> I, like my green, I like my green tea. It's very nice. Um. Yes. Well, um... Finally got myself back to a proper cinema this week. Yes. So that has been excellent, getting mm-hmm. back to normal. Um, and um, I went and saw um, a very good uh, Danish film called Riders of Justice, um, starring Maz Mikkelsen. Okay. Um, and uh, it was freaking awesome. Like... It was like uh, it's like it's sort of like a revenge uh, action film, sort of, but not really. Like it's it's done in a it, it's not a, obviously it's not a Hollywood movie, so it's very and it's very much not Hollywood in its appearance or in the way it's executed. Um, Is it more of an indie? Not even no. Oh. It's, but it's just like because you know how like Hollywood revenge movies have this one plot, you know. Uh, Unless you're John Wick and you do something a little bit slightly more original, um, but like you know, revenge movies are very much a you, you know tick the boxes sort of thing. But this one was just like, you know, well, you know, the the person who was slighted doesn't even go, he doesn't go after the you know the people responsible for the death of his wife initially. Like mm. he gets pulled into it because these, um, you know, uh, very smart, you know, kind of nerdy. Uh, adults are like you know they they're all into probability and numbers and things and they they and they seem to come to the conclusion that it was the you know the the accident that caused his wife to die actually wasn't an accident um and um and it could be all this this and this and so and then they go to him to be like we think i you know we think this is a thing and then he decide like 
then they kind of decide, all right, I want revenge sort of thing. Like, mm. We need to take them down and blah, blah, blah. Um, and yeah, so it's, but it's just executed so well. It's shot so well. Um, Maz Mikkelsen's fantastic as usual. Um, and it's also very funny. <laughs> like for a movie that is super dark and intense in, in parts, it is hysterical as well. Wow. Because the, 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 the nerdier guys uh, of the band of, of brothers they form are just, they have this banter with each other that's just so funny. Um, and, and, and you will be laughing your ass off. Um, I swear to God. And it doesn't ruin the movie. Like oh. they threw in this comedy just not to be like, not to be like, haha funny sort of thing, but it's just, it just is funny because yeah. they're just being themselves and they are just funny people on their own. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, it doesn't ruin does the tone is never off. It all fits. Nothing cheapens anything else and it just works. So it's a highly, highly entertaining movie. I would cool. recommend people check out Riders of Justice. In cinemas here now, uh, but it came out in cinemas everywhere else a while ago. So, mm. uh, But we were finally able to go see it. So, And we're finally catching up. Yeah. We're finally catching up with all the delays. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> getting, getting through it. Yeah, if you have a look at the uh, release dates at uh, my local cinema, uh, everything is going to be dropped on the 1st of January. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's just not great. I mean, it's only it's just under two months away, but still, it's away. Yeah. So, we're not... <laughs> How many films can you see in a week? <laughs> well, one considering um, both uh, Ghostbusters and Matrix are dropping on the same day, it's annoying. So... I'm going to have uh, a very either busy January or, I don't know, don't know what's going to happen. Mm. Red pill, blue pill, Ghostbusters, <laughs> Matrix. Double header and be tired at the end of it. Uh. Uh, <laughs> I can relate to that. Alrighty then. Well, I think that's that's our, our quick little roundup of what we've been watching mm-hmm. because we've got a lot to get through. So let's get into it. It's time for the week that was, or the two weeks that were, I should say. Yeah. <laughs> nerdy news. This is the news in nerdy news. The nerds that talk about the nerdy news. That is us who talk about the news that is nerdy. And now the queen of nerdydom, the hostess with most S, Kendall Richardson. Take it away, Kendall. Okay, it's nerdy news time. And we must start off uh, our first nerdy news in two weeks with some pretty sad news that happened while we were away. Um, but we have to absolutely mention this because he was an Australian legend. Um, because we lost the great Bert Newton um, last week at the age of 83. Um, for those listening outside of Australia, do yourself a favour and track him down on, on YouTube. Um or any way you can, because, yeah, yeah, he's an absolute entertainment uh, goldmine and just icon of, of, uh, of Australian television all around. Um, and we're going to miss him a lot. Um, he was most known, of course, for um, I mean, many shows he did over the years, um, especially with his, his stuff with Graham Kennedy, uh, Don Lane, um, two other icons of Australian television. Um, legends all, um, and and then 
yeah, um, just, I don't know, just, just a mainstay on, on television and the Logies as well. Um, he hosted it 17 times, which I didn't know. Um, that is pretty phenomenal. Uh, absolutely phenomenal. Um, but yeah, we will, we will definitely miss, miss him, um, uh, quite a bit just for everything he contributed to, to radio and to, to Australian TV and, yeah, yeah, it's just, you know, we all grew up with Bert, so, yeah, it's going to be gonna be a strange landscape to, you know, go forward without him. But, um, but yeah, paying respects. Fulia, words, words for Bert. Yeah, it is really sad to, to find out the passing of, of Bert Newton. He was such a funny, funny mm. host of so many different shows. Yeah. Good Morning Australia was the one that yeah. I really knew him from. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, because it's because Good Morning Australia is like a kind of like the view type of or not even like the Today Show and yeah. Sunrise type of sort of setup. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, just a typical morning show. Yeah. And he was he'll just belt out all these different little quips. And it would just be so funny. Um, you know, even even when they had the, you know, the tele, you know, the, the telecommercial things where they advertised specific products, products things, on yeah. the show. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just <laughs> so good. Um, and he was also most well known for his toupee. <laughs> yes. Um, he always had problems with it. There was always some sort of malfunction of 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 his uh, of his hair. Um, <laughs> but he doesn't care. He didn't no, bother him at all. Did not bother him. It it just it just added to the entertainment. <laughs> Very true. Which was really cool. But yes, he was definitely more well known for um, hosting the Logies and um, he his you know his camaraderie with. Um, with Graham Kennedy and um, just such an icon, honestly. Yeah. Such an icon. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he's, he's, he was, I think he was like battling cancer in the last oh. certain, I'm not sure how many. I'm not, yeah. I'm not sure if it was cancer or it was just. He was, so, it was something like something. some sort of illness that he. It was a very bad illness, whatever yeah. it was. That he unfortunately contracted, and I think that what really hit him the most. So, um, yeah, yeah. So unfortunately, yeah, yeah. He's just gonna be missed. Yeah, sorely missed. He's gonna be missed by everybody. Yeah, yeah I don't think you can find a bad thing really. No. To say about good old Bert, um, Mike. You're... I can try. Yes. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no. 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 <laughs> Uh, f- fond memories of him, yeah, on uh, Good Morning Australia, especially when uh, we stay at home from school if we were sick. It's <laughs> he was that yep. time of the time of the day. Yeah, um, yeah, and his work with uh, definitely with Graham Kennedy and and Don Lane. He was he was pretty much um, Australians uh, second banana. It was he uh, wasn't necessarily the face of, of that particular style of comedy, like. Way back during the fifties, it was him and Graham Kennedy just, just, set, just doing the nineteen fifties stuff. Like if you liked, um, 
fifty. It was sort of like a, a mesh between uh, American and Austra- and uh, British so, uh, form of television in the fifties. Of it's like, yeah, we we need to entertain people with like um, with uh, quips and all that, but we have to sell stuff as well, and and just. And just Graham Kennedy and 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 uh, Bert just trying to say his stuff, and they ha- have this real fantastic thing that's not going to be done like today, like whatsoever. No. They make not fun really. of the product, and it yeah. made people pl- and made people like pay for it. <laughs> it's like we really want the we really want the shoes that that uh, Graham Kennedy said said they if the if they're hurting they're Merton and <laughs> and all this stuff. <laughs> You know, and selling, uh, and and also selling like uh, baking powder and all, all that stuff, which was great. Yeah, um, definitely going to miss old Moonface, which was his <laughs> nickname for for television. And yeah, and his jokes about his hair—it's been it's been going around since the, since the seventies, where where they were just talking about him and the new, and the new plugs as well. So <laughs> yeah, so and then and then when he. When he retired, he basically just shaved his hair off. It's like, you know what? I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So it will be, it, it will be missed, and such a powerhouse for Australian um, television as well. Mm. Mm. Yeah. 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 So very yeah. sad. Very sad. Very sad. Very sad. But yeah, an incredible legacy to leave behind. That's for sure. Uh, never be forgotten, but. That's absolutely for sure. Okay, moving on into happier news now. Um, we got some DC news, some casting going on. A lot of casting news this week. It's one of those weeks. Uh, but this is pretty exciting because Brendan Fraser is going to be a DC villain in Batgirl. Um, I am so here for this. Yes, let let the Brendonnaissance begin, um, because he is just fantastic in everything. Um, the rumor is he's going to be playing the villain Firefly, um, although it has not been confirmed yet, but is looking likely uh, as well. Um, Firefly is one of DC's longest-running villains, um, and uh, yeah, has has kind of appeared in a lot of different iterations. Um, more recently in a live action form, there was a lady firefly, uh, in Gotham. Um, so, um, but yeah, we don't know exactly what kind of iteration of, of firefly will be appearing in the, the Batgirl film on HBO max when it, when that comes out. Um, but, uh, regardless, um, I don't think I've ever seen him play a villain either. So, because he's always the hero, he's always the the nice guy, the you know the romantic lead. Or I mean, later in his career, he's been the action the action dude and the drama dude, and like you know what whatever else he's been doing. Um, but I'm really looking forward to kind of a resurgence of him and seeing him everywhere again. Because you know the internet loves him. We yeah, all do, of course, because it's Brendan Fraser. It broke um, my, yeah, seeing that. Yeah, have you seen that with the interview that yeah. he had? And he just broke down. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit. He, yeah, it was so nice that he was just like he so unaware of how much people really like him, and you know, to find out and then be like, oh, he's just the sweetest thing. So bring this on. Let's let's watch, watch him fuck shit up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> burn it to the ground. 
Um, Fulia, what, what are your thoughts on, on, on Brendan Fraser joining the DC universe? Uh, it might make me want to watch Batgirl. Hell yeah! <laughs> yes. So I'm not a huge DC fan, but... This is how we we'll um, get you in. Yeah, you'll probably get me in with Brendan Fraser's <laughs> <to> film. <laughs> Uh, you know what? It's 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 exciting to um to see him play a role that we not usually see him in, um, an unfamiliar role for a Brendan Fraser. But I know for sure he will have a lot of fun with it, um, and he'll put on a great performance. And yep. yeah, I am very very interested in seeing him as the villain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nice, Mike. Your Hello. thoughts? Yeah, definitely, def- def- definitely. Um, watching, yeah, definitely going to be watching that because yeah, I'm 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 a fan of Brendan Fraser. I mean, pro- probably my my fa- favorite sort of thing probably is Mummy, but um, yeah, Tunes back in action is also good. I mean, yeah, it does have its flaws, but but it's really really entertaining and. Um, if you don't. And George of the Jungle. And George of the Jungle. Oh, yeah, well. <laughs> or Bedazzled. I like Bedazzled. Bedazzled. Or Casino right. Man. Encino <laughs> Man. Encino Man. Cancino Man. It's the, it's the reboot with John Cena. <laughs> 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 Could you imagine just John Cena like in a block of ice? Just. Uh... Anyway. <laughs> anyway, Brandon Fraser. Um. <laughs> And yeah, um, uh, it's really interesting if they're going to do uh, Firefly. <laughs> and um, yeah, um, the I've only seen Firefly in the um, uh, Batman Origins game, uh, Batman Arkham Origins, where you get to play against him. Basically, it's he's uh, flying around with a flamethrower, so and that, mm. that's a bit of fun. So <laughs> gets all my. Get gets my pyro side of me going. Yeah, fire, <laughs> fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm definitely up for this. Um, but uh, cool, um, uh, movie, especially, especially with um other people in it as well. Like you know, if and to find out if it's part of the Snyderverse or not. <laughs> yeah, where does it fit in? Yeah, or does it mm. fit in? Or do or they really it? care anymore? <laughs> I don't care. I just like a good film. <laughs> yes. Yes. Here, here. What about you, Kendall? <laughs> I can't wait. Yeah? I can't wait. <laughs> Give me a bat, girl. Give it a bat. Um... Give me a bat, 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 I was waiting for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Set up Spike. Um, next in the news, um, Dune Part Two is officially coming. It's officially happening. Dune is June. <laughs> in twenty twenty two. Actually, we'll probably get it in twenty twenty three, maybe. I wish that all lined up perfectly. That would be so good. Uh, yes, earlier in the week it was announced that um, uh, Legendary Pictures confirmed that uh, 
Denis Villeneuve's Dune is getting its part two. Um, we haven't seen it here in Australia yet, um, legally. Um, but um, I will preface it by legally because I know people who have seen it illegally. Um, but uh, Name yes, names. Com- it's coming. No, it's coming soon. <laughs> it's coming soon. Uh, but the word on the street is that this movie is only a part one. It is only the first half of the Frank Herbert novel. Mm-hmm. It's not the entire epic. Um, the first book in the Dune series. So uh, yeah, we are getting we're getting a second part. Um, thank goodness. It would have been really shit if he'd only been able to adapt half the book and not and not finish the story. But um, it's making a buttload of money, so um, yeah, it's a no-brainer, and not really surprising at all to see this news. But just very, very exciting that it's going to actually happen. Uh, so far, the, there isn't an actual date locked in, but the release window looks like it's going to be October of 2023. So just under two years from now, we'll be getting Dune Part Two coming soon <laughs> filming in 2022 <laughs> <laughs> yes yes but um i can't wait to see uh doing the first part because uh yeah it, i've been saying for months and months looks fantastic so um the fact that a sequel's coming is very exciting and if that's successful i mean there's a bunch of other novels in the series they could just keep going and going and going but we'll, we'll we'll see what happens, Mike. Yes. How you feeling about this? Uh, is it exciting for you? Uh, exciting, relieved, and and more faith in this adaptation will be really really good because mm. you know um, the powers to be, you know WB decided we'll get you a sequel if it does well, and then they they decided. Well, we're going to put it on uh, HBO Max, you know, and that ordeal of chucking every every, yeah. every Warner Brothers uh, movie on, onto their streaming service. And then, and of course, they all went, no. <laughs> no. Give us a release date, you bastards. We'll wait. And, and that's good because, you know, uh, Tenant was the canary down the coal mine and see what happened there. Um... Yeah, so uh, I'm 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 really happy that that there's going to be a second one and to just to complete the book. I mean, uh, I haven't read the other books, but if if people like it and continue with the franchise, awesome. And I can't wait for me to watch this uh, Dune in December. Dune. <laughs> yes. Yes. Dune Simba. Dune Simba. <laughs> Simba. <Anyway. laughs> nice. All right. In other news, uh, more casting. Uh, this for a uh, upcoming, very highly anticipated Disney sequel, Hocus Pocus Two. I still can't believe this movie's actually happening. I am very excited about it. I hope it's going to be good. I mean, as we all know, as previously stated, the OGs are returning. Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, and Kathy Nejimi all coming back to play the Sanderson sisters one more time. 
Um, Doug Jones is also coming back. Um, he was in the first one. Um, and uh, what was his character's name? Billy Butcherson. Um, no, no word as if, if he's playing Billy, um, but the fact that he's in it, I think is a pretty strong indication that he might be, or at least he'll be playing some other kind of creepy corpseified ghost thing. Cause that's what he does best. <laughs> um, but the really cool casting announcements uh, come from two very funny people being added to the cast. We have Tony Hale, um, and Hannah Waddingham from Ted Lasso is joining the cast as well. Um, that's pretty cool. And there's a bunch of other names that I'm going to read out, although I don't recognize them all, but I'm going to name drop them and what they are in. Uh, Whitney Peake from Gossip Girl. Uh, Lilia Buckingham from Crown Lake. Belissa Escobedo from Don't Look Deeper, Sam Richardson, uh, no relation, uh, from The Tomorrow War, uh, Juju Brenner, Froy Gutierrez from Teen Wolf, Taylor Henderson, and Nina Kitchen. So the cast is getting pretty stacked over at Hocus Pocus 2. Um, very nice. Fulia, any thoughts on these names joining the, the Sanderson sisters? Uh, no real thoughts because I don't really <laughs> know who they are <laughs> unless I see their face. Okay. But I am excited for the second film. So yes. I'm looking forward to it. Okay. Yeah. Very good. Mike, any Yo. comments? Um, yeah, I, I didn't really grow up with Hocus Pocus. Um, yeah, so I, I only watched it like not too long ago and... It must have been like the start of this year, really, because uh, you know watching it on Disney Plus, so that's good. Um, you know, if there's an appetite for a second one, I can't deny them. Uh, their their um their hocus pocus sort of their their taste for hocus pocus. I can't deny people for that. Um, you know, like what you like. Uh, I didn't mind it. You know, a bit kiddy, but. <laughs> As you do, um, I will say this. Uh, I, I looked at. I don't know why, but I looked at the um, the uh, rotten score for this, and it's thirty percent. So not fresh. So it's not fresh uh, for the first first movie. And I had to laugh because you know people are cracking the shits that Eternals isn't doing too well <laughs> on the on the thing. It's like motherfuckers. Hocus Pocus is getting a second second movie out, out of this. And it's way worse than the Eternals, um, but you know, weird stuff happens. Weird stuff does happen. My goodness, the critics' consensus of Hocus Pocus uh, of its thirty-eight percent score on Rotten Tomatoes, harmlessly hokey yet never much more than mediocre. Hocus Pocus is a muddled, family-friendly effort that fails to live up to the talents of its impressive cast. I disagree with that completely. Ouch. That's Re- very harsh. Reason why I don't really look at <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes as a sort of clincher if I'm going to see a movie or not. Yeah. <laughs> totally, totally fair. Like people use it to weaponize like their own agendas of their own sort of beliefs, so you know, fuck it. <laughs> it's alright. It's got an audience score of seventy one percent, so Oh that's all that matters. That's all that matters, what the people think. It's for the people. so Not for the critics. 
Not for the fucking <laughs> What would the critics know? Except how to um, like movies. <laughs> Weird. Anyway. Weird. Anyway. All right. We have one last thing in the news to talk about, um, which is very interesting. Um, Chris Pratt is making the rounds again. Um, <laughs> and this this week he has been cast as the voice of Garfield in an upcoming movie. Um, well, so, <clears throat> I mean, look, he was great as Emmett in the Lego movie, but can we cast someone else, maybe? Like, give someone else a shot at doing Garfield? I mean, I th- I'm sure he'll do a great job, but the fact that, and so close together that it's the Mario casting and then this being announced, like, within a month it's, I feel like it's only been a month since the Mario news. So it's, yeah, it's very interesting on the timing. Um, yeah, I don't know. Look, sure, it's fine. I, <laughs> I wish I wish that I, I, I liked Chris Pratt as much as I used to like him because for some reason I don't like him as much anymore and neither does the internet, which is a shame, but it's okay. He's still Star-Lord to me and that will never change. Um but apart from Chris Pratt, I mean, I didn't even know they were making another Garfield movie, to be honest. Um, not that we really need one. Um, but um, this is exciting only for the people who are working on it. Um, so it's going to be distributed by Sony. Uh, but the script is written by Oscar nominee David Reynolds, who worked on Finding Nemo. Mm. Um, it's being directed by Mark Dindle, who brought us Chicken Little. Um, and the two of them previously worked together on none other than Emperor's New Groove. So we've got some some chops here on this one. So I'm hoping with those credentials we'll get a good Garfield film um, that works um, and is better than the beloved Bill Murray's uh, take on, on the character and the world. Um, but yes, Fulia, how are you feeling about this? <laughs> it's bad enough that you had to cast him as Mario. Now you're casting him as the lovable lasagna loving cat Garfield. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you're right. He did a great job as Emmett in the Lego movie. I love that character. Yeah. It's, it's, um, he's, he's awesome. So good. But the fact that I think this is probably where my... My my mind is probably just going back and comparing to other actors who have uh, voiced these characters yeah. uh, in the past. And so that's probably where my brain is like, no, that's not right. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> I'm hoping that he does a good job with it. I'm not going to hold my breath for it, though. Um, I really enjoyed Bill Murray's take on Garfield. I really did. Yeah, like, Bill Murray did a great job voicing him. Yes. But the movies weren't. No, no. Great. Just the character itself. The character itself, he did a, he did a good job. Yes. Yeah. Um, and it suited the Garfield character. Because I think in the cartoons, like, the um, back in the day, there was some form of, so, like, this nice, smooth, deep voice to yeah. Garfield. Yeah. But you know who should 
fucking, you know, and I know I'm just saying it because he's a cat, but Nick Bacay should be Garfield. <laughs> yes. Like. Yes, make that happen. <laughs> like, literally, you have a perfect Garfield right there. I highly agree. Nick Bacay. <laughs> Nick Bacay or Riot. Yeah, Nick Bacay or Riot. <laughs> Nick Bacay or Riot. Um, oh, funny. Look, I, I don't know I don't know how excited I am for this particular film. Um, I guess I'll just wait and see once um, the trailer comes out. And then I'll make my decision then. <laughs> okay. Yes, I, I would love to see a trailer. Yeah. yeah. I also can't wait to see what Mar- Super Mario is going to look like Ugh. too. I don't know. I know I know you're concerned, but I'm yeah, very concerned. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> All right, Mike, how what do you what, what are you thinking about this Garfield news? Well, considering we haven't really heard Chris Pratt do any other voice really. Is it is a bit concerning. I mean, they did say, well, you haven't heard his Mario voice. It's like, can he do voices? I don't know. I'm pretty sure he said that he's not going to put on an Italian no, accent. No, no, no. No, but he said he was going to do an actual voice. Hmm. Not, Other than not necessarily an Italian one. I mean, like Bob Hoskins didn't do it. He, he, did, he didn't really do an Italian accent either. He no. did. He did like Brooklyn accent. You know, hey, come over here. Yes, you know, because that is the stereotypical American Italian. Well, there they you all go. come from Brooklyn, apparently. <laughs> hey, hey, come over here, you, mo- you come over here, have a cannoli. You know all that, all that shit. <laughs> um, have a cannoli. And Nick, I don't know, Nick Bouquet. Yeah, he he plays Salem, but he, he's he's also a beaver as well. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nah. I was thinking uh, of a, a, a comedian, and it would be absolutely perfect. Uh, you, you know Stephen Wright? Oh, that name sounds familiar. Because I, I, I'll play a little bit of him, of his stand-up, and once you hear the voice, you, you get what I mean. Okay. My theory of evolution is that Darwin was adopted. <laughs> I got a new dog. He's a paranoid retriever. He brings back everything because he's not sure what I throw him. Oh my god, yes. That sounds so familiar. Where have I heard his voice from? And when he died, all his friends went to the funeral in one car. <laughs> yes, let's let's uh let's let's have him as Garfield. He sounds sounds yeah, he definitely sounds really good. He could be a really good Garfield. Yeah, I would pick him then then then, you know. Chris Pratt. But, you know, get bums on seats. He's a big name. Mm. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Anyway. Um, and apparently this is all going to be animated, so... Yeah. So, you know, keep, keep the Garfield uh, party alive. Because, yeah, because... Because Bill Murray's not going to do it again. No. No. That ain't happening. Not at all. Not at all. Okay. I think that's it for the nerdy news. Mm-hmm. We done. We we rapping and we rolling on up to the trailer park. Rolling up to the trailer park where we all park all the trailers. Yeah. Alright, it's trailer park time. Alrighty then. 
right in the end. Got some pretty fantastic trailers for you guys this week. Um, starting with the second trailer for Morbius that came out uh, during the week. And I am very excited about it because <laughs> Jared Leto, it's vampires, it's Marvel, it's maybe MCU, I don't know. It's really hard to tell at this point. Um, But regardless, I loved this trailer. I thought it was a great trailer. Completely sold the movie real well, I thought. Better than the teaser did when that came out last year. Um, (laughs) January. (laughs) What? It came out in January last year. That's how. January 2020 was when the first teaser came out? Yeah. Holy fuck, that's a long time ago. Almost two years. <laughs> Whoa. And the movie's coming out January 2022. There you go. Weird. Um, yes. Well, you know how on this show, and I, and I said this in my tr- reaction video, but I have to say it here too. Um, you know how I, I, like, lately I've been talking about, like, I hate when they use, like, popular music in these trailers to, like, sell them. But, like, the song really works, like, really well. Like, they picked a song that fits, and it, like, they used it great, and it also helps that it's a song that I really like. Um, so, I'm a bit of a hypocrite. Um, that's how they get you. That's how they get you. Yes, that's how they get you. Uh, but that, yeah, that aside, I don't know, it just looks awesome. Like, the cast is fantastic. I, You know, I'm still waiting for that sweet, sweet confirmation that, that Michael Keaton's playing Adrian Toomes from Spider-Man Homecoming. I feel like it's a no-brainer now at this point, but his IMDb still says nothing. Um, yeah, but I don't know. And Matt Smith was in this trailer for, like, one second. Yeah. No idea who he's playing. No, I, yeah, well, I, I do actually know, but I, but I don't know much about the character, and I'm wanting to go in blind. Mm. But, yeah. <laughs> blind as a bat. um yeah i just really want this movie to be good like that's all i want in the world is for people to like this movie for the movie to be good for people to go you know what i didn't like jared leto's joker but i actually dig his morbius like i want people to like jared leto mostly out of this because i like him a lot and i'm tired of defending him um (laughs) um even though you know he thinks he's Jesus. He's, he doesn't think... Oh, my God. No, I'm, I'm not... <laughs> no. Don't, don't take the bait. <laughs> don't take the bait. Um, yeah, but anyway, he looks like he's he's doing a great job in this trailer, and I really loved that shot of him using his abilities to fly through the subway tunnels. Like, that was a really cool moment. Um, so, yeah, I just hope the movie is as good as this trailer makes it seem to be. But who knows? Fulia... I would love to know what you think of Morbius. Um, well, the character is a little creepy once he's got the power. Yeah. Um, he looks... The times where he's got his hood up mm-hmm. and you can't see the length of his hair, he actually looks good with short hair. Oh, you like Jared Leto better with short hair? I think he looks better with short hair. Oh, no. Nah, I have nah. to say. Um, <laughs> no, look, he looks good. He looks good regardless because he's fucking sexy as all 
fucking get out. And I ha- <laughs> and I have touched him. Um, <laughs> but yes, I'm going to make that sound as weird as it is. Where? <laughs> I touched. He, I touched his very nice leather jacket on his back, and he put his arm around me, and I nearly ascended. Um, so. <laughs> Yes, but no, I think he, I don't know, I like, I like the long hair in him. Yeah. No. Uh, but I'm a sucker for guys with long hair. I love long hair on guys. I think it's the sexiest fucking thing. Oh. Anyway. To each their own. Um. Yeah. <laughs> I'm s- sorry, I'm going to need a minute. Um. Uh, yeah. Okay, short hair. All right, cool. Yeah, um, but this is an interesting take on a anti-hero, I Yeah, suppose. definitely anti-hero. Sort of similar yeah. to a Venom type situations. Yes. Oh, that was the other thing I forgot to mention. Oh, yeah, they mentioned I, Venom. I fucking love the Venom joke. Sorry. <laughs> I lost my fucking shit when he made the... That, they did the Venom thing at the end of the trailer. It was great. Yeah. Sorry, go on. <laughs> That's okay. Um, look, I'll probably end up watching it. Um, it looks interesting. It looks a little bit creepy, but I think I can get past it. Yeah? Yeah. Um, great. It, like... I. Th- I think it's just more the fact that it's um, kind of a tone, sort of a, akin to the the Venom sort of a story, I suppose. Yeah. Um, yeah. Where he gains that power without even realizing it, and then sort of, I think. Yeah. And it's just this really ugly looking. Thing. Yeah, there was a bit of darkness to it. Yeah. Um, yeah, lots of. Teeth. And it's actually kind of cool that the the um the the powers he gains is of that that of a bat. Which is interesting, mm-hmm. like act not the Batman thing, but no actual senses of a bat. Yeah, like a vampire bat sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, like a so man so- bat. <laughs> man bat with like sonic, supersonic hearing, mm-hmm. and just these senses and, that are like yeah. over the top. Uh-huh. Um, and the fact that he can fly—that's cool. Uh, so, yeah. I'm interested. Yeah? Yeah. Great. <laughs> awesome. Um, Mike, what do you reckon? Um, I couldn't care less if he had long hair or not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um yeah. yeah, this definitely looks enjoyable. I mean, it's going to be interesting. I mean, I, show, uh, I showed my wife it and she said, yep, date night. And it's like, okay. If if there's going to be one Marvel thing bullshit that I get her to see, it's probably going to be this one. So who knows? I get her hooked like like crack cocaine. Um, yeah, it's it's definitely interesting on where this takes place in the universe. It's it's usually two one or two things. It's either it's it's its own thing, or it's part of the universe, and we're going to be looking as like, oh, look at all the connections, ah, and then you're not really watching it for the story; you're just watching it for for the connections. Um, and this one's really confusing because we don't know if it's going to take place in the MCU or its own uh, association with Marvel Universe, uh, but with a little bit of uh, Spider-Man um, universe as well. In, within mm. universe mm-hmm. yeah so it's going to be interesting and yeah I do like the fact that they're doing a different take of the um, vampire mythos because he's the he's the living vampire I think just 
yeah. ter- the term vampire is just just a placeholder and it's its own thing. And yeah, it's very very interesting, very interesting indeed. Yeah, don't know don't know what else I can actually add to the proceedings. Um, yeah, Matt Smith looks good. <laughs> Rose, one second. And you can tell it's Matt Smith because it just looks like Matt Smith. And he walks like Matt Smith, too. But does he talk like Matt Smith? Probably. We don't know that yet. He's probably doing his uh, American accent. Oh, God, yeah, probably. Not. Yeah. 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 It's all good. Morbius will be in cinemas. Oh, yeah, that's what we do. Yeah, we have a week <laughs> off, and I can't remember what, what's next. Yeah. So when are we watching this, Kendall? Sorry. It's okay. Morbius will be in theatres um, here in Australia on the 20th of January. Did you say Morbius? I did say Morbius. Not Mobius. Yep. Don't worry. I, the struggle is real. <laughs> <laughs> It's like a nice problem to have, though. Like, (laughs) Mobius, 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 Marvel, Marvel. Uh, Funny. Mm. Trailer 2. Yes. (laughs) Trailer 2. Let's let's do uh, the book of Boba Fett trailer dropped this week. Um, Very exciting uh, to have a, a decent look at what the, I guess, the vibe, the, uh, you know, they're going for with this this series. Um, do we know if it's going to be a if it's a if it's a self-contained thing like like one division? It's just going to be one season, or are there going to be multiple seasons? Or we just don't know that yet. I haven't heard. Don't know. Yeah. Okay, I guess we'll find out when we watch it. But regardless, looks amazing. Of course, I mean you know you got the same people working on the Mandalorian, really working on this as well. So. Um, yeah, it's a no-brainer. It's just going to be amazing. Uh, I'm here for Tamira Morrison as Boba Fett. I'm here for Ming-Na Wen as, as Fennec Shand. More of them, please. Their sort of um, working relationship, partnerships, quite nice. And, you know, some Tatooine stuff going on, you know, and, and taking, over, taking over Jabba's, you know, crime syndicate. And running it his way. Um, very curious as to what that's going to look like. Um, clearly there's some pushback from from, from Jabba's crew. Mm. Um, so, yeah. Um, but that's, yeah. That's going to be very interesting to see how they explore that. And how how Boba Fett will fit into the the world uh, in, in which this show builds. Uh, and the Star Wars universe going forward. It's very exciting. Um, yeah. Yeah, looks great. It's a great, great teaser. Really good teaser. Fulia, what'd you reckon? I am very keen for the book of Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. I got chills for probably most of that trailer. And yeah, I am like just really looking forward to watching this because it's definitely something a little bit different. And apparently, he wants to. He wants to get things by being re- by being respected, rather than getting things the way that Java did it, which was by fear. Yeah, which, which is, is an interesting take. Yeah, which is I think it's really cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
I am now wondering in what sense does he mean respect? Because at the end, we hear him saying that this is a safe space. You can be open. Just yeah. say what you're thinking. Yeah. Um, you're not going to end up in the Sarlacc pit like Java usually does. Um, so, yeah, I'm I'm curious. Yes, that's the word I, I think I need to use here. <laughs> Very curious. Curious. <laughs> curious and curious. Yes. Curioso. Curioso. Mike, uh, how you feeling uh, with this trailer? Uh, I'm I'm looking forward to this one, you know, considering, you know, way back when, when we watched uh, Return of the Jedi all, all that long ago and we saw Jabba for the first time and, and it's like he's, <laughs> and we find out it's, it's the gangsters of, of the, of, of space, space gangsters. And this definitely looks, definitely is sort of shaping, shaping up to look a lot like sort of one of, one of those uh, gangster movies sort, sort of things, but it's Star Wars form, which is sort of cool. You know, sort sort of the um, the Godfather is like uh, rule with an iron hand, but but be respected at the same time. It's like he's Don, and I'm a, I'm all up I'm I'm all for that, and it's also expanding the universe as well. And there, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, no, not at all. Mm, no. Uh, I will say, uh, ha- um, the first shot of this trailer, how did you go, Kendall? The first shot of this trailer, how did I go? What was the opening shot? Uh, the sand dunes and a spider. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I didn't like that. I was like, why is why are there spiders in Star Wars? We don't need... Oh, okay, I take that back. Mandalorian had spiders and it was way worse um this is robotic <laughs> this is a robotic spider why do we need more we don't need more spiders don't yeah, but make them they already exist but that particular like robotic spider is actually in um uh, return of the jedi it was in the background when um r2 and c3po were uh, first entered uh, jabba's palace oh yeah that's a cool easter egg yeah I'm. Yes. I don't know. Uh, I don't know much, but apparently, um, it's a robotic thing for a particular set of monks that sort of transcend themselves into an out-of-body experience. So that little red thing at the front is actually a brain. So it's actually actually someone's brain. Wow. Yeah, it's weird. Talk about an out-of-body experience, literally. <laughs> yeah. So you transcend into. You don't need. You don't need this sort of flat flesh meat puppet you you need you need to be a brain in a spot in a spider spider costume and and yeah wow yeah star wars is fucking weird (laughs) (laughs) nice okay i'm looking forward to more more uh, of the mythology kind of being expanded upon new characters new creatures being introduced and yeah more easter eggs from the original trilogy please yeah yeah yeah, that's why I'm thinking this is probably uh, Mandalorian part, uh, season two point five. It's yeah, it's it's going to be what Bubba is going to set up, and uh, and as you said, we don't know when if this is going to be an ongoing thing or it'll continue into what Mandalorian is doing. So, so yeah, I'm all for it. 
when are we going to be seeing it, Kendall? <laughs> the book of Boba Fett will start streaming on Disney Plus um, just before the new year on the 29th of December. We have one more trailer to talk about. And uh, speaking of Disney, it is a it is a um, very exciting Disney film, uh, animated film called Lightyear. Um, I feel like this was something that was previously announced a year or two ago at like a D twenty three or Comic Con or something. I feel like I remember hearing that they were making a Lightyear movie about Buzz Lightyear, like the guy not about you know not about buzz the tim allen toy um but um but this trailer jeff's kiss yep it's a jeff's kiss like wow really good trailer like a really good trailer really great tease for a minute i thought it was i didn't even think it was a kids film because for the first like Half of it, it's like, it's all very adult, all very, gr- not, I don't want to say grounded, that's the wrong word. It's all very, you know, it just, I don't know, it's got some maturity to it that I've not seen in a Pixar film before. And then, you know, and then we get like, as it goes into it, we get a couple of little kitty sort of scenes, uh, comedy scenes thrown in and stuff. And, and, you know, and then we see the Buzz Lightyear suit and like, it's like, oh, this is so cool. Um, but yeah, I was like, wow, I'm, I just want to watch this as is. They could have made this live action and I'd be like, fucking yeah. Uh, also it looks very Star Warsy, too. <laughs> a little bit. Like there's that, there's that quick cutaway to him on a planet and I was like, it's fucking Dagobah. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. Um, yeah, so it looked very Star Wars-esque, uh, in, a, in terms of its aesthetic, but I'm sure it'll, it'll, it'll be very different. When it actually comes out, uh, I think this looks fantastic from top to bottom. I am, um, I'm just yeah, I'm so curious uh, as well because I thought about this when I was watching it earlier. I was like, well, is this movie like is, <laughs> is the toy the toy like taken from what? Fuck! I had a thing. I had a thing, and it's gone. The spaceship. No, 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 no. Is, I was it, gonna... is it that um, the Tim Allen toy is actually taken from this particular movie and they're making this movie as in an in-universe movie of That's Toy Story? That's what I was asking. Yeah, yeah. Because ah. I was like, is this like is light, is this movie the movie the toy is based on or is this, you know, is this movie like a real... Real like is was Buzz Lightyear a real person in the Toy Story universe? And does this movie show the real person, or is it literally just here's the movie and now buy the doll? Do you, does that make sense to you guys? Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? I don't think there's time travel in the uh, Toy Story universe. <laughs> so it's so here's the movie now buy the doll. That's what this yeah. is. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Consumerism. Thank you for pointing that out. Thank you for pointing that out because I didn't pick up on that until you mentioned. It. I was like, oh yeah, duh. This. Yeah, I, w- I was going to say it's like yeah, it looks like Star Wars, but with Star Trek time travels physics. Yeah. 
yeah. of slingshotting around the sun. Yeah, a little bit. Um, yeah, cool. Okay. Well, that's interesting because I was willing to then go out on a limb and defend. Like, cause I, had a, so I had some people at work talking about it and, and they were complaining about Chris Evans being cast as, as Buzz. And like, why not get Tim Allen, you know? Um, and I was like, well, maybe if it's based on a real, quote unquote, real person, then, you know, it makes sense to have a different voice. But if it is literally the same thing, then why not? Why not just get Tim Allen to do it? But regardless, I, I don't really have a problem with Chris Evans doing this. You know, he's not Captain America anymore, you know, so it's, it's, it's fine. It doesn't, you know, he's not, he's not like the other Chris. In a million fucking things all at once, sort of thing. Yeah, fucking so Hemsworth, feel- he's fucking everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, plus, I think Chris Evans as Buzz Lightyear, I think, you know, for this kind of movie that it looks the way this looks, I think is perfect casting, mm. if you ask me. I do have a um, good rebuttal on the um, voiceover uh, uh, changing changing um, actors. Mm-hmm. Um, Tim Allen and uh, Tom Hanks uh, don't do the voices for the for the real toys that you can buy. They did you say they don't or they do? They don't. Oh, like in the in real life. In real so life, so like if you if you buy a in the reality toy, that we're in right now, in in our reality. It's not going to be Tim Allen. Okay, so I see what you're saying. So, like, as if, like, you know, if we were to go watch Lightyear and hear Chris Evans, you get Tim Allen as the toy. Yeah. Same situation. Okay. Yeah. All right, a, that makes sense. And a good little bit of trivia is uh, mm-hmm. Tom Hanks doesn't do the voice for um, uh, the Woody doll, but his brother does. Yeah. <laughs> I think I've heard that before. Yeah. Yeah. Because his brother does his voice, like, very well, obviously. And he, do- mm-hmm. and he does it for the games and the toys. And and, and also some of the... Um, uh, including that um, Bo Peep short that came out not too, not too long ago. Yeah. What? Yeah. Chad, very I think cool. his name. Oh, that's his son. I can't remember. No, Col- Col- Colin is Tom's son. Colin, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's cool. Yeah. Um, he looks like anyway. his brother, but he's bald. Ah, oh, okay, right. Nice. All right, well, yeah. Anyway, I'm on board. Like, this is a this is a Pixar film I actually want to go to the movies to see. Like, that's how good this trailer was. So, bring it on. Yeah. Fulia, you're the animated queen of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dying to know how you're feeling about this. Oh man, I cannot wait for this. <laughs> this is going to be so cool. Um, just to see um, the origins of the toy itself. Um, you know, how the toy became this, you know, iconic piece of merchandise. And it's because of a very f- famous astronaut, I suppose, mm. in this instance. Mm-hmm. So. Um, it's going to be really cool. I don't mind the fact that it's going to be Chris Evans. He's still in the Disney universe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's still in Disney. Absolutely. Um, so he's still getting that Disney money. Disney money. Um, 
I actually kind of like the idea of hearing his voice as as, as Lightyear. It's gonna be mm. it's gonna be really good. Mm-hmm. The fact that they've taken the um, the logos and icons that are on the packaging of the toy from Toy Story uh, to actually being the on the actual ship. That's actually a really cool connection. Um, and then just the the suit as well. Like mm-hmm. it's not as you know, chunky as the actual toy makes it look. No. But it's a nice, sleek version of it. And I can't wait to see it in action. I'm kind of wondering whether he gets a jetpack or the wings. <laughs> oh, you know, he will. Third act. Probably. Third act. Third act. And the, la- and the laser. And the yeah. Arm and... Um, so it's going to be interesting. Uh, I want to know whether the things that happen with Buzz Lightyear in the Toy Story films because he especially in the first one where he's out to kill Zorg because of reasons yeah Um, I'm wondering how if that's going to be part of that I was was just thinking that we're going to get is it Zerg or Zorg Zerg, Zorg I can't are we going to get, I hope we get like a, I, I was about to say live action, that's not correct, but you know, a, a quote unquote live action in this context mm. of version of him. A Lion yeah. King live action. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this is the live action Toy Story. <laughs> that we all yeah. wanted. Yeah. <laughs> Which would make sense um, because Buzz Lightyear has a huge fucking chin. And no one in the universe has a chin like that. No. <laughs> um, and the f- a lot of people were harking at the fact that he has hair. I know. Because we've only ever seen the toy with his little suit on. Yeah. And which covers his head. Yeah. Um, we don't know whether he has hair or not. And then we find out he has hair and it actually looks good. <laughs> yeah. He could have been blonde. Yeah. Or ginger. <laughs> ginger. Imagine um, the backlash if it was ginger. <laughs> no, my Buzz Lightyear has brown hair. <laughs> I absolutely cannot wait. Great. Looking forward to it. I am very excited for this. Great. Yeah. Great. Mike, what do you reckon? I really, really enjoy the concept of an in-universe movie. And I'm still trying to figure out if this is this has happened before or, or, or since. I know there's like um, like fan theories, like certain uh, Tarantino films are actually films within his universe and, and stuff like that. Like, and there's like, um, um, yeah, stuff like stuff like uh, an in-universe mo- movie, which is pretty cool. And where where this sort of hype for Buzz Lightyear came from, it's from this movie. So hopefully, this movie is so successful that it would start <laughs> a toy a, a, a toy um, sort of range to come out. Otherwise, <laughs> if 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 the movie doesn't go good, then the joke doesn't work. Yeah, like no kid would want a, a Buzz Lightyear doll after a flop. It's like, yeah. I mean, and depending on the sort sort of um, 
depending on the sort of movie is coming out, if it's more like adult adult orientated, like within universe, adult it will be like uh, kids playing with um, Matthew McConaughey dolls from Interstellar sort of, sort of thing. <laughs> It's like no, that that, that wouldn't work because how, how many kids would watch Interstellar? <laughs> so so yeah, I, I definitely get a good kick out of um, sort of the universe building within the Toy Story universe, which is basically the Pixar universe if you believe in the in the theory yeah. that they're all connected. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but <laughs> insane people make it fit somehow, and um, yeah. Uh, I will say, I think I said this before when we, when we were talking about like um, the concept of this movie coming out, and people were st- were still like harking on that. Oh, it's got to be Tim Allen, not not uh, Chris Evans. There there was a cartoon of Buzz Lightyear, Star Command, and originally it was going to be voiced by Tim Allen, but I don't know something happened, uh, and they got uh, uh, Patrick Warburton. Warburton to ah, to do yeah, Buzz perfect Lightyear. Perfect replacement, yeah. So, yeah, so Buzz has been voiced by other people. So, um, to the people who are complaining, shut up. It, it's a kid's film. <laughs> yeah. It's not built for you and your nostalgia. <laughs> even though that's yes. pretty much... What what they're making this movie out to be is like, yeah, we were kids when Toy Stories was growing up. Of course, we're going to see it. <laughs> yeah. And having said that, dot dot dot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lightyear will be in cinemas on the sixteenth of June next year. Yay! Yay! To infinity and beyond. Yes. Yeah. Which is the uh, year 12 <laughs> saying that we have on our jumpers. Oh, really? Yeah. That's great. Infinity and beyond. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're all a bunch of nerds. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. Trailer Park is done. We're going to Done and dusted. Yes, we're going to roll on out now uh, because it's time for some quickie reviews. Quickie review. Um, because we saw some movies during the yeah, week. We got to go to the cinemas. The cinema. I did once. Yes, once, not twice, because you've already you've already seen. The oh. first movie we're going to talk about. Yes, once, wa- twice, once, three times a lady. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so um, with us now in Metro Melbourne out of lockdown, we could go see Shang-Chi. Woo! Finally! Ah! Um, and Eternals as well, yes. which I myself did in a double header in one night. You are uh, insane. I was very tired <laughs> by the end. I don't think I'm ever going to do that again. Um, but it was it was fun. It was great. Um, but yeah, so basically we're just going to go around quick and literally give quickie reviews. Spoiler free. We're not going to go into any 
huge details of discussion um, on on these ones, just our kind of general thoughts, I suppose. Uh, if you feel like you need to say something as a spoiler, go for it. But yeah, we won't we won't really we'll be, dive. We'll be very cryptic about it. Crypt- be very cryptic. cryptic. Yes. Cryptic. 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 Okay. First, Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Um, man, did I love this. Yes. Like, wow. Yeah. Great. Great Marvel film. Great movie in general. Uh, it hit all the right beats, all the right notes. Um, you know, it, it, it was really intense. Uh, it was really funny. I laughed so much, like so much more than I, like probably since Thor Ragnarok is as a, as a Marvel film made me laugh this much. Maybe Avengers Endgame, because there was some funny stuff in that. Um, but I, yeah, just, yeah, adored it through and through. Um, beyond. Yeah, it was It was just It was just great. I'm so glad to have finally seen it. And I wasn't expecting it to be as good as it was. And I'm so glad, too, that now that we're in Phase 4, and technically Shang-Chi is the first Phase 4 film that's, like, you know, it's set in the present timeline of the MCU, whereas Black Widow, of course, was a prequel, you know, set a few years earlier. Um, so now we're getting into it, and I'm just really glad that they didn't spend half the movie trying to be like, this is what we're doing. Here's what's coming next. Like, you know, they didn't do any of that shit, really. Um, you know, so um, obviously it's the, there's a sequel that's going to be happening at some point, which is exciting. And obviously there's post credit scenes that... that my God. Stay for the people. Wait till after the credits. Yes. Yes. Do yourself a favor. Uh, there's some pretty cool post credit scenes. The first one in particular was awesome. And that was that's the one that kind of connects it to the MCU at large. Um, and, and yeah. And I just really love the cast. Simu Liu is fantastic. Give me him in more things, please. Um, I really, really enjoyed him in this. Um, and I love Aquafina as well. I think she's so funny. Um, so I'll watch her do anything. So funny though. Literally, last thing I saw her in, I think, was uh, Raya and the Last Dragon. Yep. And then here she is in a movie, and there's a legit dragon. Dragon. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Uh, I'm having some some feels here. That, mm-hmm. was, that was that was funny. Um, yeah. And Tony Leung uh, as Wen Wu, um, Shang Chi's father, was he was also quite good uh a good bad guy um it was this was just it was very well written like you know it's not yeah i don't know it was very like not your typical kind of superhero origin story um and a very self-contained one so yeah i just have so many things to love about i don't really even think i have any critiques to be honest i think i thought it was great yeah through and through fulia please tell us what you thought of Shang-Chi? I loved it. <laughs> it was so good. Yeah. Um, I love I loved me a good martial arts film. Yeah. And this being a superhero martial arts film, like, holy crap, just blew my mind. Yeah. That bus scene? Whoa. <laughs> I know. Oof, that was good <laughs> shit. Oh, uh, just Aquafina's face. Like, what the yeah, hell are you? <laughs> yeah. Um... Yeah, it was it was so good um, just to see all of these amazing Asian actors 
um, in this one film. Yeah. And they did such a great job mm-hmm. in casting them. Everyone was wonderful. Everyone was so precise and perfect in their movements as well. Man, yeah. that must have taken some rehearsal yeah. to get that down. Um, and just the story overall was... It was kind of heartbreaking towards the yeah, end. Yeah, it was. Just the fact that, you know, it's... It's it's a family story. Yeah. Um, and I, like, I was... I kind of felt bad for the dead. I felt yeah. bad for him. That's, that's why I say he's a good villain, because, you know, you kind of sympathize with him. Yeah. Um, I kind of... I kind of didn't like the fact that the trope of it was that, you know, they go with the trope of him losing his wife thing. Sure. Um, which is to then get revenge or to get more power. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, but it kind of worked in this situation. Um, I really enjoyed it. And I just... Even Shang-Chi's sister was a kick-ass. Yeah, she's cool. Holy crap, she yeah. was good. Um, and not, not only that, the fact that half of this film was in Chinese. Yeah. Yeah. Literally. Amazing. And I, and I did not have a hard time keeping up with it. No. (laughs) God, no. It was actually nicely paced. Yeah. Um, so I really, really enjoyed that. So just the fact that they sort of just mixed in, you know, the cultures from being from America and then, you know, this whole Chinese sort of culture that's happening and. I love that sort of stuff. It is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, the, the 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 week that I watched the film, uh, I straight away went out and bought a t-shirt. Yeah, <laughs> you did. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. That's the way. So I, yeah, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I'll probably watch it again at some point. Yeah, I can't wait to go and see it again. Yeah. Yeah, so awesome. Yeah. Nice. Nice. All right, Mike, I know it's been a minute since you've seen it. Yeah. But... <laughs> I was going to comment. It's like, I'm trying to remember key details in it, but I <laughs> haven't watched it in like probably a month or two. Yeah. So, yeah. But, yeah. but it's good that you, you, you two actually went first so I can actually <laughs> compose myself. <laughs> Um, yeah, I really, I really enjoyed it. It's and coming back to what Marvel should should be doing is like making making chances and ma- and making something completely different, and it, yeah. it paid off dividends. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though I don't want to get too political here, but a lot of a lot of naysayers were saying, "Oh, this is too woke and blah blah blah," but you know what? Proofs in the pudding. Fuck you. It worked, and people loved it. And enjoyed it, and 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 everything in between. Um, I really enjoyed the story. Yes, it was. It, it's a story that we sort sort of seen before, but it 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 had the sort of um, it had the difference of it being a different culture that than what we've seen before. I mean, I mean, being living in Bendigo, we do have uh, a, a fair number of um, uh, of. Um, uh, Chinese culture actually in here because you know we, yeah. were, we were through the um, the gold rush and that there was a lot of Chinese uh, fi- finding finding um, their their gold and so and so there's a lot of um, uh, Asian culture over here so and I definitely do appreciate and also when they were uh, tackling like the issues of family and honor and and 
and um, spe- especially between a father and son, you know, it always yeah. it always gets me. Um, and considering I'm going to be a father again, is <laughs> yeah, it's it's going it's going to be interesting. Uh, this new one that's about the pop. So maybe I mm. won't be here next week. I don't know. <laughs> I'll keep you posted. <laughs> uh, but I really, I really enjoyed the martial arts. I'm, I'm, I'm sort of a sucker for this because you know, dating back, I, I, I really enjoy um, the, the, um, like the Rush Hour movies. Like it was funny as yeah. well as the yeah. choreography was absolutely fantastic, and it was all practical mm-hmm. as well. Uh, this one, of course, uh, there's a little bit of hints of CGI in it, but you, you, you still enjoy the sort of spectacle about it as well, especially. Especially the uh, final act uh, and where, mm. where they're sort of heading. And I'm really enjoying this sort of is going to, uh, I'm going to talk about in the in the uh, Eternals one as well, but um, how Marvel is a, um, I had a brief idea that like Marvel Comics actually allows to, allowed to explore like uh, mythologies as well, especially through the Chinese mythology and all the and all the creatures that we get get to see and everything, it's all in Chinese culture. Like all all these animals that you see see, well, maybe a little bit of spoilers, but we 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 see a dragon in the trailer. Fuck you. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> so and there's more there's more creatures. Yes, there is, and and one in particular is absolutely fantastic and yes. <laughs> enjoyable as well um yeah um and and um and yeah i was gonna got, got i was gonna mention a character in it but i'm not sure if it's a spoiler or we know um they're in it as well are you talking about um rhymes with blever <laughs> <laughs> or or Glenn Glenn Jimsley, yeah, him. Yes, I mean, it is out there, but I forgot that he was in it. So when I when he came up in the movie, I I lost my shit. But I knew I already knew because he went to the premiere and said and told it and told the press that he was in the movie. Yeah, yeah. So. so. In a, in a way, sort of a spoiler, but not. Uh, and I really enjoy enjoy the fact that they, <laughs> I, because I do remember the sort of chat that we had that I I, I was ho- hoping he he wouldn't die in this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I can't comment on that either way. <laughs> no, no, I'm not going to comment yes. either. Yes. But it's it's good to see old faces. Mm. Definitely. Mm. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Really, I I really right. enjoyed it. Um, yeah. We're not scoring it because I don't believe in scores. No, nah. we're not scoring it. It's nah. fine. We don't need to score it. It's okay. We use our um, words. <laughs> cool. So, um, Eternals also came out. This week. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mike's just losing shit. Uh, yes. So very different to Shang-Chi. Mm-hmm. Very different. Um, and uh, and long. Very long movie. Yep. 
It's just over two and a half hours. Um, probably didn't need to be that long. Um, I do have a lot more issues with this than than I did Shang-Chi, even though I didn't really have many issues with Shang-Chi. Um, but I just want to say up front, I mean, we meant, you mentioned it earlier, Mike, you know, but Rotten Tomatoes scores don't mean, really don't mean shit. Um, and we should stop really kind of putting them on a pedestal. Um, because Eternals is definitely better than it's currently rated 49% on, or 48% last time I checked. Um, score. I would not listen to it. Because um, I it is a good it is a good movie. Like I enjoyed it. I had a good time. I enjoyed meeting these characters, getting to know them, um, you know, and, and this pocket of the MCU that hasn't been explored yet. Um and, and so interesting for a story to be so kind of big and large and epic and feel kind of monumental. It is very much self-contained as well, similar to Shang-Chi in that way. Like it's, you know, it doesn't really, you know, there's not like epic, epic stakes. I mean, yeah, okay, I suppose it's the, you know, there's there's some big earth potential destruction happening in it. But, um, but, you know, it's not like a, you know, one of those things where it's like, oh, only the Avengers could really help, so why don't we just call them? It's nothing like that. It's like the Eternals have their own shit to deal with, and they get it sorted. Um, so, but yeah, but it's it's just, like, it looks great. The cast is amazing. Um, it's just, I think I my problem was probably with the um, some of the structure of the film and how it kind of... It does go back and forth between the present day and throughout history, different moments that relate to the story. So it makes sense. So it flows okay in in fact that it makes sense with what's happening because they'll mention something and then they'll show you the thing. Um, I mean, they relied on that a lot and that was okay. So there's a lot of there's a lot of exposition in this movie. A lot of flashbacks. A lot of flashbacks. Um, it's interesting. Um, but, but yeah, I don't know. Like, it was, yeah, interesting. And it was interesting to learn more a bit about the Celestials and, and, and the mythos surrounding them, in a way. Yeah, and um, their relationships with each other. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and, yeah, the movie did not end the way I thought it was going to end, um, either. Also quite abruptly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and I don't know if we're getting a sequel per se, or if we're just going to see this movie kind of play out in other uh, in other MCU films because it's the the post credit scenes kind of set that up, introducing some characters, uh, teasing some characters, and um, yeah, so we don't know exactly how it's going to unfold, but um, but yeah, like it's yeah, it's a good movie. I enjoyed it. I just thought Shang Chi was a, a much more enjoyable time. Mm. I think. Um, but I am, I am definitely going to watch Eternals again because like I said, it's visually gorgeous. Yeah. Like it's a really pretty looking movie and I knew it was going to be, like I said, Chloe Zhao directed it. She's a very talented lady. So, um, no surprises there, but, um, but yeah, it just fell slightly short of what I was hoping for, but I still, there's one character in it and I'm not going to say anything about it, but there's one character in it. I was, had a moment that I was very happy about and, 
wanted to squee in my seat and I didn't. Um, <laughs> but I squeed internally. Um, but anyway, but yeah, it, yeah, I'm looking forward to getting to know the Eternals as we go forward through mm. phase four. Yeah. Fulia, your thoughts? We finally have a Marvel version of Superman. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Yes, very much so. <laughs> and a very hot one indeed. Oh, my God. Whew. With that accent too. Hello. Oh, I know. Hello. I was melting in my seat. I know. Every time he said anything, I'm like, yep, Richard, keep talking. <laughs> what, Henry Cavill doesn't do it for you? No, he, no, Henry does it for me. Totally. But we're but, just, you know, we're not talking about Henry. We're talking about Richard Madden. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, I, <laughs> I, I enjoyed the, I enjoyed the film. Um, it was quite long. Mm. I feel like they could have cut out some stuff um, because you probably could have gotten gotten away with just mentioning it and not needing a like a flashback for it. Yeah, that's fair. Potentially, um, the relationships between each of the characters was really interesting to sort of learn about, um, and then finding out how they got to the modern day to live out their lives a little bit um, as human. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um, undercover important. human. Undercover human. Um, and it was also interesting to see the the creatures, the the deviants. Yeah, deviants. The, the deviants yeah. Um, in this film. And apparently they evolve, which mm. is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um it was also interesting to me the person that they worship or that they're working for. Yes. Or not person, being. The eternal, the, the, sorry, not the eternal, the, the celestial yeah. ashram. Yes. 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 Um, just, you know, learning about that character and what happened in the past to what ha- what has currently happened in the future, mm-hmm. like in their current time. Mm-hmm. And... The fact that, you know, they all have their own opinions about certain things and they're sort of getting tired of um, being these celestials and... Eternals. Eternals, yeah. I'm just... um, Like, there are some things that confuse me a little. Okay. Um, But I think I might need to rewatch it in that instance. Um, I, um, I particularly enjoyed the character development of, of Thena. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was an interesting one. Yeah. Angelina Jolie's character. Mm. Very Mm. good. And, um, just the fact that what she's going through in this film was really interesting to see Mm. as well. Mm -hmm. Um, especially for a Marvel character like that. Yeah. Yeah. Very powerful one at that. Yeah. Very strong. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, probably not as much as Shang-Chi. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was, like you said, visually stunning. Mm. Um, I absolutely love their weaponry, the way that it comes yeah. together. Kind of like a sort of a lacy type of pattern. Yeah, it looks cool, right? It just looks beautiful. Mm. Like, I can see a lot of cosplayers um, recreating those. Totally, yeah. Um, and I can't <clears throat> wait to see those. That'd yeah. be really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah. Um, ad- I'd say out of all of them, the... Um, um, what's his name? Kingo was my favorite. Oh, Kingo was great. Yeah, <laughs> of course. <laughs> he just wanted to live his life as a Bollywood star, <laughs> uh, and it was amazing. Yes, yeah. that that just made me smile. Yeah, loved it so yeah. much. Yeah. Um, and it was really cool to see that um one of the one of the characters is actually deaf. Yes, played by a deaf actress. Yes. Yes, Makari. Uh, Lauren Ridloff. Yes. Absolutely killed it. Yeah, she um, was awesome. And that, yeah. and that also confirms a flash in Marvel. Yeah. <laughs> we have a speedster and a, uh, and a Kryptonian yeah. adjacent. Yep. Yes. <laughs> it was a good movie. Good. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> nice. Well said. Uh Mike, what did you think of Eternals? Is it's a bit more fresh for you than Shang Chi? <laughs> yes, <laughs> um, I actually did enjoy enjoy the Eternals, um, and I can understand why. Sort of the first outing of something that is very very new to like Marvel yeah. itself. It's not necessarily like your. It's not necessarily your. Uh, Captain America or Thor or anything like that. It's mm. a, it, it's dealing with something that's a bit more nuanced. It's dealing with basically the history of the world and how we came to be, which is a tricky um, thing if you're very very new to to these sort of very thinky concepts. Um, and considering it, it's also hand in hand with mythology as well, like all the characters are loosely based on uh, different mythologies, like all around the world. Um, and that's where our, our modern superheroes come from. I mean, yeah, it's just like Superman and the Flash and everything is from different uh, different gods, basically. That that we that some we used to worship, worship, and some some still worship. Um, and especially where where the first sort of scene that we we see definitely harkens back to sort of. Um, 2001 space odyssey like like it was all it was all uh it was all planned we we were we were basically cogs in in the system and i sort of get a kick out of that sort of thing where um uh where we were built to to become this sort of thing at the at the end uh and i really love um like uh, space Odyssey that does that for what the human race was about to be, and also I really love uh, Douglas Adams' take, which is a piss take, where <laughs> where where essentially the the Earth is a giant computer that was uh, run and paid for by mice, so we were working for mice to actually find find the um, the answer to the great question because we were no, we needed to find the question to the great answer. Because the answer was forty-two, but we didn't know what the question was, so it was that sort of thing. And I really, this is the reason why I like um, sci-fi as well, because it's just it's just nuts, and it's it's just enjoyable to be in your head. So I really, really enjoyed the, this film. Probably not for what your modern audience would go go for. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I really, I really enjoyed sort of the mythology takes and the sort of and um, and uh, the and the philosophy as well. Uh, considering uh, are we are we especially in this film are we set 
set to do what we were built for or do we rebel because it's it we it's a system that we need to finish um and mm. and not do and yeah i really enjoy i really really enjoy it having said that it does have its problems um uh, and unfortunately i i was when i was watching it i i was trying not to fall asleep um but i think i can just blame myself for not really sleeping well because considering we're about to have a baby and i'm i'm full of like anxiety and all that shit so it was actually nice to actually um just just sit down for for a couple of minutes and watching this and and just be be with my own thoughts of uh, of my own existence so <laughs> falling into a sort sort of uh, existential quandary that that you sort of have when you when you're thinking about life, the universe, and everything. So, and yeah, the pacing were uh, the pacing was okay. I I wasn't really get getting bored with it until until the third act, because because uh, I was wondering how how this is going to wrap up and how, how this is going to finish. And I think there's probably not going to be a sequel to the Eternals, like as in as in a title, I think it's actually setting up pretty much what is going to happen in the in the background of these movies as well. Like a lot of people are speculate speculating this is a good kick in the teeth of where where Galactus is going to be and where he sort of right. sort of is going to fit. And also we're dealing with the multiverse as well, so so it's yeah. going to be these huge concepts, and we're we're going to be looking at the the huge thing over here, but we're also going to have a look at this stuff down here, like with secret secret wars as well. So th this movie definitely um, is uh, setting up so something within the MCU where Shang-Chi was, was a bit of fun and it, it, it definitely had like little ties to what, what's happening, especially, especially the post credit scene. And I won't spoil it here, but yeah. And even that was building up for something as well of something something as well so all in all i really enjoyed it and hopefully these characters will come back except for the ones that die of course but i'm not spoiling <laughs> oh is there death in this movie it, yes there is um <laughs> <laughs> so when are we going to see this kendall <laughs> well I mean, I'm probably going to go see it again. I'm, I would wager. I'm, maybe one more time. Yeah, I'm hoping to go and see it again, but I'm not counting my chickens at the moment. Maybe. I, yeah. Maybe I'll wait until Disney Plus. Yeah, it'll be on Disney Plus at some point. I imagine. Um, yeah, I was going to say something. It's gone. Um, that's okay. Oh yeah, no, I was going to say. I just hope I'm more awake next time mm. I see. Because the fact that we saw it at the nine thirty showing, I and I'd already been sitting down for nearly three hours previous, you know, two and a half hours mm. previous, it was uh, added to the exhaustion. So I'm just going to go in at a decent hour and watch this and be like, okay, great. <laughs> I think it's a movie that you need to be fresh for. Oh, excuse me. Definitely, definitely. Like if I if I'd had my way, I would have watched. I could have like if I could have watched Eternals. I would watch Eternals first and then and then Shang-Chi second, just in terms of the double header. But because I'm a 
Marvel, you know, mm. person of of the per- of the type of Marvel person I am. I have to watch them in order, uh, <laughs> <laughs> or it doesn't work. <laughs> My uh, perfectionist brain doesn't work. All right, um, I think that's I think that's it. Yeah. 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 Yes, our not so quick as usual quickie reviews. <laughs> um, hope you guys enjoyed uh, listening to our thoughts. But now it's time for the moment, mm. se- <laughs> <Well>. <laughs> which now has different meaning for me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, are you not looking forward to it? What are you talking about? <laughs> the segment, the section. Ah. The part, what the the time of the show that we like to call no time. popcorn culture. <laughs> ah, it's popcorn, <laughs> but it's home popcorn. That you homemade make. popcorn. Homemade popcorn. <laughs> you ba- you popcorn yourself. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. <laughs> So, Falcon Culture, um, we are going to be discussing today uh, the very first episode of Doctor Who, Series 13, (laughs) Flux, as it is being called. Uh, And this episode is Chapter 1, The Halloween Apocalypse. Boy. Um, So... I so I'd need to preface this by saying I am a complete newbie to the 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 Who fandom and the Who Doctor Who in general, um, and I have watched a bunch of Doctor Who to get myself ready and 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 uh, educated for for this discussion. Um, Did you feel ready? And I think I felt ready. Yes, <laughs> yes. I mean, I have questions, but they're not really relevant per se so i'm gonna save them until off air yeah but uh but no i was i I just wanted to say that i think i'm becoming a fan (laughs) i think i'm i think i'm actually becoming a fan of doctor who (laughs) because i really enjoyed this episode i will say up front i really really liked it oh that's good Um, because i was worried because it it was setting up a lot of stuff and there's no real payoff at the end. No, no. Yeah, that was that was literally I took notes and that was literally one of my notes, I think. The last thing I wrote was or one of the last things. It's like the ending shows all the pieces on the board. The setup is complete. How dramatic am I? Um <laughs> but it's true. That's exactly what it does. So, hmm. yeah. But no, so Thank you for making me watch stuff beforehand because I would have been like, this would have been a sensory overload uh, <laughs> if I'd just gone in with this episode and not really had any kind of context, I suppose, for certain things. Um, so that helped a lot. I'm glad I did it that way. Because initially I was like, maybe I'll just go in blind and see what happens. But then I'm, I'm glad I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I would advise against it. Yes, yeah. yes. There's a lot, a lot of prior knowledge you need for this episode. I think um, you can't really just. This isn't one of those Doctor Who episodes where you could just jump in. I think no, no, no. So yeah. Anyway, how do we want to do this? Do we want to? 
go through the episode bit by bit? Or do we want to pick out favorite parts, you know, certain things? I don't know. I'm the, I'm the newbie, so I'm happy to discuss it however you guys want to. Let's ask the master. Yeah. What do you mean? He's not in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> that we know of. <laughs> Wait, isn't he dead? I bet he's not dead. <laughs> yeah, he's a fucking cockroach. He's... Yeah. <laughs> he's had more death scenes than Jon Snow. Um, no, he's had more death scenes than Loki. Yeah, yeah there we go. Like, On brand. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, so uh, we first meet uh, the Doctor and Yaz uh, hanging upside down. Uh, yep. Uh, on a planet that's basically covered in, in acid. Yeah. And, and um, we don't know how they got there, but they got there. So... It's yep, in uh, mid parallel, yes. And they're pursuing um, uh, Dogface Boy. Um, <laughs> what's his name? Cara Vista. Carvinista. Uh, yeah, a new <laughs> a new character to the Doctor Who mythos, and a new mm-hmm. uh, a new breed of species as well. Yeah. I mean, we've had cat people before, and oh, okay. now we're having dog people. So another episode that you need to watch. Kendall is the first episode of um, David Tennant's era. Yes. First episode? Oh, did you say first episode? First episode. Oh, okay. At the moment, I can't remember the 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 uh, name of the episode, but basically they go to a hospital, uh, a future future hospital, and all okay. and all the nurses and and basically all the nurses and doctors are cats, cats people. Ah, New Earth. New Earth, that's it. Cause it, cause they go to new, new, mm-hmm. new New York. Yeah, uh, but but it's really the fourteenth New York, so it's new, 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 new York. <laughs> I'll sh- I'll new, show new, her a new, picture new. of the cat people. Okay. Oh wow. Yeah. That's <laughs> still better than cats. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Prosthetics. It's always good. Prosthetics. This what's good, yes. Yeah, so they're pursuing, pursuing, they're they're on their pursuit of uh, Cas, Cas. I'm trying to say not not Castrovalva because that's another thing. Carnivista. 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 Because yeah. that's from classic Doctor Who. Uh, who is pursuing? Who's also pursuing someone from from uh, Liverpool? Dan. Yes. Yeah, Dan. I like Dan. The the. The uh, Liverpudlian, if that's the correct Yeah, noun. I think Liverpudlian is the correct thing. Yeah. I don't even know what that thing's called. Who knows a lot about Liverpool because he lives and breathes it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. He had a really cool little intro scene. Yeah. That was really cute. He's very passionate about Liverpool. So passionate and just oozing kindness mm. and, and friendliness. Like, you know, you just want him to succeed in life, Yeah, yeah I think. And he and he works at a food bank, so yeah, he, he's dude. he's always looking out for other people. So it's always good for mm-hmm. a companion to have that sort of outlook. Yeah, he's very selfless. Like we we see him back at his own house, and he's got nothing. Yeah, and then he was like, "I should have taken the soup or whatever." He said, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but I I, I like I like him a lot. Mm. Yeah. Um. Mm. Yes, I don't know what else to say. Um, <laughs> um, 
Well, I, yeah, I don't know. I was like coming into this and watching the way the episode started. I was like, gosh, I mean, I know I didn't watch the Christmas special, but like, did I miss something? Like, I feel like I was just like, what? Like, it felt very like, like there's something going on here. But then it was nice to find out afterwards. It's like, well, no, this is new for everyone. Like, mm. we don't actually know what's going on yeah. here. And yeah. why And why the Doctor is, is like, like, that was the interesting kind of twist, too, is that the Doctor was like trying to pursue the um, pursue Carvanista for, you know, reasons pertaining to their own, I don't know, history, I think. I don't know. Is that that was the implication, wasn't it? Yeah, um from the la- last from the previous episode which was the Christmas special. I'm trying to remember. Um basically the doctor gets dumped with this information about the timeless child and yes. and um she's still trying to work that out as well and trying to figure out who she is basically. So so the last mm. episode was the New Year's Day episode, Revelation of the Daleks. That's it. Not Christmas episode, sorry. I knew it was yeah. just a holiday special. Ah, okay. Yeah, sorry. I called it a Christmas special, my bad. New Year's. Yeah. Yes. Yes, Revelation of the Daleks. Yes, which I've not seen. But, yeah. Pretty cool. It's got it's got the same, it's got the uh, guy uh, who plays Mr. Big in Sex and the City. Yeah. Ah, oh, Chris Noth's in it? Yep. Mm. Ah, that's random. Yeah. He's playing, quote-unquote, not Trump. Tr- <laughs> not. He's playing a capitalist. Ah. Yeah. Who owns a lot of um, hotels. <laughs> 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 and is expecting, to, and he wants to run for, for, for um, uh, uh, president for some reason. I don't know. <laughs> 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 Yeah. Anyway. Nice. Yeah. So uh, Dan gets captured. Yes. By by Dogface Boy. And it, it, I like that they use that trope of like, ah, oh, nice costume. I, you know, it's not, you know, it's pretty good fake. Blah blah blah. Like that whole thing of like, you know, no, it's actually the the creatures look. Um, I, you know, they played, I don't know, the way they played that, uh, trope I thought was, was, was fun. Yeah. Like just the way, like, cause Dan's clearly such a nice guy that he won't like, he won't be antagonistic towards anyone really like, but he just, he'll do it in his own way. That's just super charming and funny. Mm. Like the guy with the eggs was very funny. <laughs> <laughs> don't egg my house. Uh, don't egg my house. And yeah, and he's was, very hospitable to someone who actually um, uh, breaks down his door literally with an yeah. axe. So well, he wasn't happy about his door being broken down. No, he was a bit. He's like, you better fix that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was good. Yeah. Oh, good. Yes, yes, <laughs> and then <laughs> and when that's when what Yaz and the Doctor rock out. I think, and then they they just miss them, mm. um, and uh, and yeah, and then the house gets shrunk because Carvanista left a trap for the Doctor. Yeah. Um. And uh, yeah, and then we have one tiny, one tiny little house, and then comes something in the episode that I thought was super cool, um, and makes me start to really like Doctor Who more, is the fact that we've. 
been introduced to this character named Claire that has already met the Doctor, but the Doctor hasn't met her yet. Mm. So there's like this insert relationship situation here, but we, the audience has no idea who she is, but we go, the fact that we're going to find out at some point, maybe, I don't know, I think is quite exciting. Um, but then, as per my notes... Weeping Angel, fuck off! <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. I mean, I know it's Halloween. But <laughs> no, but holy shit, how good was that scene? Like, it was very intense. Oh my god, I was like, my heart was like, yeah, racing in my throat. Yeah, it was. It was so. <laughs> it's like reliving moments. I'm like, oh no, it was. Don't so, look away. Yeah, it was so. I'm like. <laughs> I know you drop your keys, but like literally just, just, you've got, you've got this, like the fact that she could, oh my God. Yeah. 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 We haven't seen Weeping Angels in a long time, but it's always good when they yeah. come back so they can rekindle that, um, that fright of <laughs> being chucked back in time mm-hmm. so you can yeah. live to death. Yeah. Oh God. They're so good. Mm. Like that. Yeah. I really, I really like the Weeping Angels as as villains um, in this. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So it's going to be, yeah, going to be interesting to see how Claire connects to the Doctor and to mm. the story going forward and to maybe what time she's been sent to because we don't know yet. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's also interesting that she actually knew what to do when she saw the Weeping Angels. Yeah. But I suppose if that if she found if she found Doctor Who uh, if she found the Doctor um, and said that they they're gonna meet at some point in the future mm-hmm. means she's already gone through that loop potentially, right? Well, she's already met met uh, the Weeping Angels as well because yeah. we've never met Claire before and and uh, no. no and a character meeting the Doctor already has is. It has been done before a couple of times. Uh, River Song definitely comes to mind, where mm. we we meet her, uh, we meet her for the first time uh, at her death. Spoilers, and and then all throughout when she keeps on coming back, um, we don't know when they're about when they are meeting for the at, at the at that present time. Yeah, they that's keep cool. they keep on meet, meeting like at different points in their lives, and they actually keep a diary. So, so they're actually comparing notes in, in mm. one particular episode of, of oh, we, have we have we met this person? No, we haven't met this person. So where are we? So, so, so they don't want to do any spoilers for themselves, yeah. which is really cool. And, and that's that's why her catchphrase is spoilers. Yeah, yeah. Whose catchphrase is spoilers? River song. Oh, okay, right. Tell me. No. Have you watched any Spoilers. episodes with her in it? No, no. no I was not. She was not included on my. She's my a very. List. She's a very interesting character. I do. I yeah. do know. I do know a little bit about her. Mm. Yeah, just from general outsider knowledge. Yeah. But yeah, she's very enjoyable to watch. Oh, cool. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and she's and she continues to be in the um, Doctor Who universe in audio form. So now she. Now we're listening to 
um, episodes of River Song with previous um, doctors from from the classic era as well, which is a bit of fun. So yeah, that's cool. So we get to hear, hear um, River Song with like the seventh Doctor and the and then the eighth Doctor and 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 so on, which is great. Wow. Yeah. Nice. And also, um, there there was one bit where we see Martha for the first time, which is the second companion for uh, David Tennant's Doctor, where uh, they meet for the first time, but he's showing off that he can go back in time. And we don't understand it until the end of the episode where he goes back in time to say, hey, uh, this is me, takes off his tie and get, goes back back forward in time. Yeah, wibbly wobbly timey wimey stuff. Yeah. <laughs> That's what Doctor Who's good for. Yeah, it's very cool. Yeah, so Claire's another character that's going to be in this season as well. So they're all setting up for something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else is there? Um, meanwhile, um, the Doctor and Yaz are uh, chasing after um, uh, 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 Cara Vista, who's got Dan, and they explain that something's coming Mm. and which is the flux yeah basically galactus yeah kind of uh galactus from um was it the second uh fantastic four movie where yes he's not a embodied creature roaming roaming space it's this giant fart cloud yeah (laughs) literally yeah. Engulfing all that comes through its path. Mm. Mm-hmm. Which is like uh, a giant wave of uh, black hole where it's eating, probably not eating, but it's basically taking everything, time, time space, all the dimensions. And mm. uh, Caravista is... I really, really enjoyed this sort of take where it's man's best friend. So, so each... Each of his species actually has a co- corresponding uh, human. So there's like se- what do they say seven billion, seven billion of them. To of the Lapari is the name of the Lepari, species. Yeah. Lepari, yeah. And they ta- and and they got all got um, a human to 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 um, protect to save. Yeah, can't say that with the cat people. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah that, I thought that was really clever too, actually. Yeah. Yeah, it's a really, and, really and it, interesting character. Yeah, yeah. And then the fact that it's kind of like subverting the expectations a bit because at first, because when we meet Carvanista at the start, you know, we just automatically assume he's, he's kind of a villain or he's a, you know, he's the baddie of the episode. Um, and then as the episode goes along, it kind of gets flipped because then we find out, well, you know, He's actually taken Dan to save him because the rest of the Lupari are on the way to save the rest of humanity. Mm. Um, so he's actually doing a good thing, yeah. you know. And so then he and the Doctor <laughs> he's just team not very up. He's just not very grateful of humans. No. <laughs> no, he just doesn't like humans, I no. think. It's unorthodox <laughs> saving, but it works for him. <laughs> it, works, it works for him. So I really like the fact that they kind of, you know, twist that up a bit um, it's interesting that they went with the the look of like a chewbacca look 
<laughs> almost, but with a dog face shape. More dog-like, yeah. Yeah. What's a, what sort of breed is that? It's not a Shih Tzu. No. Um, yeah, I, I don't know dog breeds very well. Yeah, it's like that sort of ratty dog. It's not a shaggy sort of... Mm. Like a, a very like, hairy chihuahua. Longest, yeah, long, long hair dog. Very cute. Yeah. Very cute. Mm. I wonder if we'll meet more more of them and they're like different dog breeds. <laughs> that would be interesting. That would be really cool. Then we get the whole Paw Patrol. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Doctor Who Paw Patrol. I mean, my little girl would love that. <laughs> I'm sure she would. Yeah, yeah. I haven't really plucked up the courage to show us sort of like Doctor Who episodes that I haven't seen yet. So, ah, uh, fair enough. Yeah, could be scary, you know. Weeping angels are fucking scary, even for adults. So, yeah. You know what else is scary? We talk about like the the. I think what, who the actual villain of this season is going to be, or yeah. is, which is uh, the swarm. Apparently, is the name of it. I looked it up, um, and uh, again, I had this feeling of like, am I missing something? Has this character? Can I just ask? Has this character ever been referred to or mentioned at all? Like the, you know, how we're introduced to them and they're trapped in this you know, sell, um, mm. apparently since the beginning of time, you mm. know, um, and they can't get out, blah, 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 all this, um, epic stuff going on. Has this ever been referenced before? No. Or, or is this, this is completely new? This is completely new. Okay. New. So, yeah, it's basically, basically all new f- for this, um, season and basically it was... <laughs> It was put together so it could fail. <laughs> it's like, I'm trapped. I've been here since the dawn of time. Okay, when are you going to escape? Now? Okay. That's, <laughs> that works. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the timing. Um, I mean, I love Doctor Who, but it, it can be predictable as shit. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Um, I... I really thought he was very creepy. Like, mm. until I realised what he was called, I just called him creepy guy in my notes because he was just... <laughs> just, my God, the makeup they did on him. Oh, yeah. It was absolutely fantastic. Like, he's weird at first, like, kind of unsettling at first, but then as soon as he starts absorbing them fucking Infinity War style, um, it's like, holy shit, okay, you look terrifying. Um, but I love it. Like, I'm here for it. Mm. Uh, and the fact that he's psychically linking with the Doctor yeah. somehow. Those moments where where she's having these visions yeah. is really interesting. Um, I, I found them to be very worrying. I was very concerned for the Doctor. <laughs> um, and then the moment that she comes across them, uh, I was just like, oh, no. Oh no! Oh no! Mm. They're in trouble. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and even yeah. the doctor says, "Well, I haven't seen them before," yeah. which is a good indication that we haven't seen them before either. So, yeah. and, and yeah, and when doc- and when the doctor says, "It's like, how did you 
get through the TARDIS's shield or something like that. It was like, well, that means it's a big threat. Mm. So, so I'm guessing that's probably going to be one of the threats in this in this uh, fl- flux uh, season. So, they'll, they'll come back. Him and his sister. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the sister was interesting too. Um, yeah, and now they've taken frickin' um, Dan's lady hostage um, for some reason. Um, I'm guessing as a way to bring the doctor to them, I would say, because she has Dan, so that makes sense. Um, but, yeah, I'm I'm curious to see where they go. Can I ask another question? Sure. Um, do you think... Uh, do you think the, the the swarm is connected to whatever's going wrong with the TARDIS? Because throughout the episode, the TARDIS seemed to be working less and less, and doors were opening everywhere. There was fluid coming out of certain spots, you know. And you know, Yaz is freaking out, and the Doctor's like, "It's fine, it's fine, it's fine. Don't even worry about it." <laughs> Gets the fucking mallet. Just, I love that. <laughs> I love that attitude of just like, just smash it until it works. Um, but yeah, do we, is the TARDIS playing up, is that a completely separate issue or is it connected to the swarm or the flux in any way, do you reckon? And that's the thing we don't know. Yeah. Um, cause the TARDIS isn't supposed to be doing that. No. Um, the only time that I, that I've seen that is in Classic Who where the Doctor, uh, was, um... Basically, the TARDIS needed to be serviced, so he needed to measure the TARDIS, but he didn't want to go outside, so he he um, landed the TARDIS inside of the TARDIS so he can actually me- measure it, and basically so- something has ha- happened, and he he was trying to get get outside because something was ha- happening so he had to go into the TARDIS that was in the TARDIS then he had to go back into the TARDIS and into the TARDIS and everything including that and he got outside somehow you know and it's an that would be an interesting ep- uh that is an interesting episode because that was the last episode for the fourth doctor and he got he got um and that's when he turned into the fifth doctor and in that uh, in that episode, there's a creature called the Watcher, where, and and this um, creature has never been seen since. Basically, at the end of the episode, uh, the Doctor dies, and and the Watcher was there, and they sort of formed into each other, and they became the Fifth, fifth Doctor, which is a, a a regeneration that we've never seen before. Or since. Wow. So that could be something, but I could be reaching. Okay. Interesting. Hmm. So that's another episode that you need to see, Kendall. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. I don't know. (laughs) Maybe. But the swarm looks definitely intimidating. something, Something old. So, And it could be something to do with the timeless child, maybe, as well. Yeah, I think so, because, you know, he's talking about how he's known the Doctor for, you know, a long time. Um, so I just kind of got that vibe of, like, you know, just it pre, you know, it's it's 
pre the the war with the Time Lords and everything on Gallifrey and stuff. Like I feel like it's going back. We're going back into deep Doctor Who stuff. Yeah. I guess I don't know. That's the vibe I got. And you probably I didn't write it on the um list that stuff that you need to watch, but it's possibly you need to watch the Fugitive Doctor as well, which is actually in uh, season twelve. So. You may need to watch all of season season twelve, maybe. Like just the whole season. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Because the first couple That's of because right. the first couple of episodes, you get re- you get reintroduced to the master and and then the fugitive doctor and and so on and so forth. And cool. I th- and I think one of the episodes actually has the um actually there's one episode that you probably shouldn't see. Oh. Because I know, because I know you don't like spiders. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Look, if I got through it, I think you might be able to get Aww. through it. Uh, just make sure you watch it with the lights on. Yeah. Oh lord! What episode is it? Uh do I need to look it up? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> what can... season is it in? <laughs> I think it's season twelve. Uh. Uh, I come in with a bear with me. Why does it have to be spiders? Why couldn't it be butterflies? Why couldn't it be follow the butterflies? <laughs> like Tesla, Fugitive of... Nope. What, fugitive of the Jadoon? No, not that one. That that one's got the Fugitive Doctor in it. Which is a big kettle of fish that... Mm. Oh, you mean the one with the... Yeah, I remember that episode. It's the, I think the, the giant spiders, aren't they? Yeah, in the... Um, in the... Arachnids in the UK. That's it's season it. 11. Yeah, season 11. Oh, Lord. That's right. You don't need to see that one unless you want to see Mr. Big in a different role. Because he's in oh, that Oh, is he one. in that episode too? Yeah, he's in that episode, so... If yep. you if you want to watch that for him, then go ahead. But I will warn you, there's. Um... Well, I'm not a huge I'm not a huge uh, <laughs> Sex in the City fan, so I think I'm okay. Oh no! Why? <laughs> oh Lord! I'm just looking. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, I know. No. <laughs> it's alright. It's only CGI. Oh, bye bye. But if you want to watch uh, Doctor Who tackle. Um, uh, uh, giant spiders. There, there is a, an episode from Classic Who that's um, funny. Yeah, isn't that like an episode or a, like it's like there's like a whole planet full of them or something? Yeah, planet goes to. Yeah, planet of the spiders. Hold on. God. But it's fun. It's fun. It's from the seventies, so all the spiders are, are, are puppets. Puppet harmless spiders. Anyway, getting back on track. Yeah, gold leader. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's wibbly wobbly. We're talking about Doctor Wibbly Who wobbly time Um, can can we go to the ending of the episode? Sure. Yeah, because um, I loved learn. This is how I learned that you know. They can open the door of the TARDIS in space and not die. Um, I didn't know that was a thing. Um, so that was that was pretty cool. Um, and the um, 
the sh- the the shots of the Lupari all hooking up to protect the Earth from the flux was was pretty cool, and it made me think of Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, um, so that was that was nice. Um, but then I kind of got really like, oh, this is like really un- uneasy when it was you know the Doctor you know hurled that beam from the TARDIS at the flux and then it did nothing and then you could legit see the panic on her face I'm like how the fuck are they getting out of this yeah. and the, you know and then there's a next week on Doctor Who fucking Sontarans and I'm like I'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> let's deal with this one at a time this is what like, I really enjoy this uh, this season because it's definitely harking back to classic Who of what's going to happen next week because it was all serialized, it was all different stories, but and that yeah. and that's why I was a bit weirded out. It's like, ooh, this is like classic Who. This is weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly like this. As Planet of the oh, Spiders. No, no. Sorry, right, it's a puppet, and you can tell it's a puppet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Creepy. That's ah, harmless. <laughs> Not my, my dreams, it's not. <laughs> Mostly harmless. But you got the cha- you got the character with with a with a with a plastic plastic arachnid on her back. Oh lord, no! It's all right. It's, it's only mind control. Oh god! All right. <laughs> let's let's put a kibosh on the spiders for now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. I will so, make you watch it. <laughs> and you will enjoy it. <laughs> Help. Um, yeah, okay, yeah, so thoughts, like, on the ending, like, how how the fuck, literally, the flux is heading straight at the TARDIS, the door's wide open, how the fuck are they getting out of this? I reckon what's going to happen is um, they're going to get swallowed into it, but they're still going to be alive. In some capacity. So, like, the flux is going to keep them alive, maybe? Or the TARDIS will yeah. prevent somehow? Prevent potentially. But then I'm thinking, isn't this... Maybe the swarm is connected to the flux somehow? And obviously the swarm wants the Doctor alive. So mm. maybe that's what will save them? Michael? Hello. It could be a number of things. It could be a world eater. It could be also a dimensional jump as well, where where if it gets eaten, then if you get swallowed up, you go somewhere else. Not necessarily, so probably through time, probably through space. You know, it's, so there's a giant weeping angel. Just <laughs> possibly, the, yeah. There has been weird stuff before, and yeah. and the and it looks like the uh, angels are coming back as well. Because mm. hold on, did I keep it up? No, I didn't. Stupid, stupid, Michael. There was actually other names for the um, uh, episodes coming up as well, which I'll look for later. Um, there was also a little bit in this episode about uh, Liverpool in the eighteen hundreds as well. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, there, what was that about? Yeah. So there's been a lot of um, things setting up in this, and and this is particularly an interesting one because I think 
it's going to tie in a lot in the next episode because uh, the Suntarans as is is here as well, so we have to talk about the Suntarans as well. <laughs> Man, the Suntarans look as ugly as ever. Well, there's... Like uglier than what I've seen in the past. <laughs> well, it, it's harking back to classic Who, where it, it definitely looked like a giant prune instead. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's weird. It's well, weird I Doctor like Who, the, I love it. I did like the joke about their appearance that they, you know, that one Sontaran made to the other one. So, <laughs> you look disgusting. <laughs> okay, let's not dwell on it. No, seriously, like really bad, <laughs> whatever it was. Like it was, it was very amusing. Yeah. So <laughs> they may look like classic Who, but they still talk like new Who. So there you go. <laughs> Melting a lot of bastards in acid. <laughs> yep. I never really got why. they. That's a catchphrase now. <laughs> Melt him in acid. Yeah, so the next episode is called The War of Suntarans. And it and it looks like um uh the uh, the um a war between humans and Suntarans, which we have we haven't seen before. So that's why I'm thinking may maybe it's a dimensional jump. Because Yeah, well cuz they aren't they 30 trillion light years away as the title card said in the episode like that's a little bit of a distance yes so pick up and put you down somewhere else so and for some and the next episode it's dealing it's on back on earth so how did they get Mm. get past the um the blockade yeah all these questions that need to be answered so many questions yeah. No wonder it's called Doctor Who. <laughs> yeah, this whole episode was just a massive, um, massive setup. I think mm. for everything going forward. Yeah. But it was I I I enjoyed it thoroughly. I thought it was I thought it was really really good. I'm very curious as to where it's going. Yeah. So so sorry to so finish what I was talk, talking about. Um, the uh, the guy digging uh, tunnels all throughout. Uh, Liverpool yes. as well. That's uh, actually true. The there, there was a, an eccentric millionaire who, after his uh, wife died, decided one day to dig hole, dig channels in, under under Liverpool for some reason, and yeah. Which was actually true. Uh, a lot, lot of people were out of work, including people coming back from the uh, Crimean War, which I'm thinking is what um, the uh, Sontaran War is going going to be with. So, so yeah, he hired a lot, a lot of people out of work. A lot of um, um, ex-army guys that came back from war. So that's adding up to something. Yeah, this this is a problem with this episode. It's setting up a lot of stuff, but it's there's nothing really anything to talk about, which is a shame because I like Doctor Who and I like I like talking about Doctor Who. But this this definitely has stumped me on where things are going. Okay, so it's a bit like Loki in that respect. <laughs> right, stumped you as it. <laughs> Yeah. Interesting. Keeps me on my toes. <laughs> so do you think maybe there's 
too much setup and not enough plot. Yeah, I think I think if I'm going to have my critics hat on it, it's it's just too much setup for. And will it pay it off in in another in another five episodes? Hopefully, I mean each episode is an hour long, so well close to an hour long, so mm. hopefully it's a good payoff. Hopefully, I mean we have been Chipnell. Uh, the Chris Chipnell era is definitely has 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 have has have has its problems, and some of them are glaring, and and but there's still nuggets of of cool stuff in it as well. So hopefully, this will be it'll end the Chipnell slash Jody era with a bang mm. yeah looks like it's going in that direction yeah I'm all, I think so too I'm all for it mm. so next episode is called The War of the Santarans mm. and we also and got we... sorry yes go on and the uh, and there's also other episode names as well that they got released I'm not sure if we've talked about them on the podcast but the third episode is Once Upon time. Oh. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> and the number four, which... Uh, number four, the fourth episode, which you'll probably enjoy this one, Kendall. Village of the Angels. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. <Yes>. Oh, God. <laughs> More Weeping Angels. Yeah, I'm here for that. That's going to be a good one. Yes. Yes. Brilliant. All for it. So. All for it. Better than Loki? I reckon. (laughs) (laughs) No. Well, the Doctor hasn't died yet, so there you go. (laughs) (laughs) The Doctor is immortal. Um, Yes. Well, you know, we'll see how we go. Um, All right. I I think that'll wrap us up. Yeah. For our our discussion on episode one of the Flux Doctor Who series thirteen, the Halloween Apocalypse. Um yes. Very, very cool. I enjoyed it quite a bit, but I, I understand your critique, Mike. There was yes, a lot of setup. A lot of setup. So hopefully next week is, is more story focused. Yes. Yes. I'm sure it will be. Um, pesky Sontarans. Um, cool. Alright, that's Pokemon Culture. Yay! We out. Yes. We out. And we're going to plug some shit before we flee to our homes. Um, well, I flee to my home. Um, <laughs> I flee to my own home. Mm, flee to our bedroom. Yeah. For sleep. Uh, non-scripted ramblings. I've been very busy with this week. Uh, putting out a bunch of stuff. Um... And, uh, yeah, I have a trailer reaction for Morbius on the YouTube channel. Go check that out. Uh, and I also have uh, my spoiler-free reviews of Shang-Chi and Eternals on the channel. Give them a look if you feel so inclined. Subscribe if you also feel that way inclined. Um, and watch this space for my uh, spoiler reviews, where it's just going to be me in front of a camera for probably 45 minutes. <laughs> about as about long everything. as the Eternals went. As long as, yeah, <laughs> as long as the movie. 
itself. Yes. So watch this space for that. Uh, also, um, since we were off last week, have to plug this, of course. Fred Watch, uh, Halloween episode, Wayne and I reviewed Alfred Hitchcock's classic film, The Birds, for Halloween. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Very good movie. Very good podcast. I had a lot of fun um, with that episode. Wayne and I had a really great discussion. Um, and uh, yeah, and it's just a good time all around, really. Highly recommend checking the birds out if you if you would you know want a, want a good you know a good scary film that's not like you know it's 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 definitely one that younger people could deal with you know but it's still creepy because there's b- unsettling birds and if you don't like birds then well you're you know you're fucked basically so <laughs> I would not recommend it for you if you have a bird phobia. Um, but yeah, good stuff. Go check it out. Neil, um, speaking of podcasts, Fulia, you have something to plug. Yes, the monthly Winner Freds is out. Yes. Go and check it out uh, for the month of October, being that it was spoopy month. Spoopy. Kendall and I decided to review Mama's Animation. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, picking a mic. Um, yes. Yeah. Um, and we had a lot of fun picking yes. out our favorite moments, mm-hmm. the characters. Mm-hmm. Everybody loves Pepe. Um, Pepe, the king prawn. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and um, yeah, just good time all around. Um, definitely highly recommend watching the yes. film itself. Yes. Go check it out mm-hmm. and then listen to our podcast because it was good. Yeah. Absolutely. Very entertaining. Yes. Yeah, we had a great time. Yes. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> another another win in the monthly column. That's yeah. for sure. Yes. All right. Well, I think that'll do it for yep. us, our show. We done. We good. We out. And, and that, that was that a, a podcast called Fred. Fred. <laughs> Remember to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for the latest Fred content. If you'd like to listen to Fred the Alien, you can find us on SoundCloud, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. If you'd like to watch Fred the Alien, you can head over to youtube.com forward slash Fred the Alien Productions. I've been a Kendall Richardson. I've been a Fulia Kantaraja. And I'm busting for the toilet, Margalissa. <laughs> and you, you just, just experienced. Experience a podcast, a podcast called, called Freddy. <laughs> Remember to eat beef. <sighs> Freddy lives, Loki dies, and the doctor is in. Yes. yes. <laughs> Doctor's yes. on call. Bring, bring. Hello. Police phone. Police phone. <laughs> call box. Police phone. <laughs> Ah, remember to look after yourself and your mental health, everyone. Yes. And thank you so much for this. Yes. We appreciate it. Get a dog up, yeah. (laughs) 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 See. (laughs) Some for the American audience.